My entitled coworker tries to falsely claim that I've been stealing from the store, but I refuse to take that sitting down. So I decided to get some revenge. And as a result, I exposed this entitled coworker for being the actual thief in this scenario. And as a result, he ended up spending six years in jail. And I've never been happier to expose somebody in my life. Here's what happened. Now, before I go any further, every name in this story is fake. So I work as a computer technician now, but when I was in college, I worked part-time at a well-known chain cafe. And for the sake of the story, we'll call this place Seattle's finest. Other than babysitting or odd one-off under-the-table work, helping at friends' booths at renaissance fairs or stuff like that, this honestly was my first job. My manager, Eliza, had aspirations for rising in the company at a corporate level, so she was obsessed about making our store the absolute best. At the same time, though, she wasn't an especially effective manager at the store level. She didn't really know how to make all the drinks and had to constantly referred to the recipe cards even though she was supposed to be an expert on everything. She also didn't really care to learn, which meant that during a busy rush, she could never step in and help us out in making drink orders. Instead, she would just hide in the back office near the kitchen. However, she had a college degree and our company's policy, at least at the time, was that only college degree holders could be the full manager of the store. She left the day-to-day running of the store to a man by the name of Steven, the lead shift supervisor who had been working at that location for nearly 25 years. I mean, he's worked here since he was 16 years old. He claims that the only reason he's not a manager is because he doesn't have a college degree, and he never got tired of reminding all the workers that this store would go down the drain if he wasn't around. Steven didn't really have much to do other than delegate others to do things and make sure that orders were sent out to suppliers and to sign those orders in when they arrived. Our store followed standard company practice, and so a fixed amount of supplies was usually ordered in every day, with only slight variations to account for specific store needs. Now, Stephen also wrote the schedule every week. When I was hired on, Eliza was the one who interviewed me, and she assured me that I would get at least 20 hours a week with four-hour shifts, and I would only work Saturdays on the weekend and not Sundays. Now, during my two-week training period, she kept her word. I would hover right around 18 to 22 hours a week, and my hours would basically be about the same. But after that, once I was fully trained, she passed me over to Steven. And it's right about at this point that the nightmare involving Steven really began, as this guy started to act shady in a way that I honestly didn't expect. Steven followed Eliza's pattern for a week or so, but soon he began trying to schedule me in the mornings, which I couldn't do because of school. He'd pretend to get angry and really disappointed, and basically talk down to me in the process. He would say, in my 25 years with the company, one of the first things you learn is to be a team player. Well, I thought that was great, but I still couldn't work in the mornings. So he just grumbled and said, I'll have to talk to Eliza to see what we have to do about you. Now, she would only occasionally show up to the store. Usually she was there at about mid-morning and left well before closing. Steven would always open the store and would constantly brag about opening the store up for more than 20 years. Steven would try to suck up to customers and at the same time condescend us in front of them. He would say to them, forgive her, she's new. I mean, you see what I have to work with? They're just basic recruits. Sometimes he would literally just outright call us idiots if we couldn't clean things up fast enough or if we were slow in making drinks. Like he'd be hanging out in the back counting boxes. Meanwhile, it's 12 o'clock on a Saturday and I'm running the register and making all the drinks. Plus, our line is 10 people deep with him sending my other worker off to lunch and him refusing to try and help me out. He would tell me that I need to have my baptism by fire. I mean, seriously, he took himself way too seriously. 
seriously. He also thought that he was special because he spoke fluent Spanish. Since he worked in the morning, a lot of people who had early morning jobs would come in and many of them spoke Spanish only. So he somehow thought it was his specialty that he could communicate with them. Well, my father is from Spain and I happen to speak fluent Spanish myself as well. So one Saturday when I opened the store with him, I started speaking Spanish to one of the customers and the customer complimented me on how well I spoke the language. And when they said that, it looked like Steven was going to absolutely take me out. Whenever customers would come in who spoke Spanish, rather than let me communicate with them, Steven would suddenly get off of his butt and say something like, oh, it's okay, I'll handle this. As time went on, Steven would only schedule me for eight hours a week, like closing Friday night and opening Saturday morning. I thought to myself, whatever, I'll just start applying for other jobs and I won't tell him that I'm doing that on the side. Now, I knew that he was giving all of the hours to his favorites. Usually, it was the young girl who tried to flirt with him. And I know this because he tried the same thing with me at first. He said that he could give me more hours, but apparently I had to play ball. Now, this was nothing that I could actually prove in court, but he was hinting that if I go out with him, he would give me more hours. But honestly, no thanks, man. You're gross and you're married. Well, Eliza was up for promotion for district manager, which meant that she would oversee five or six of the coffee shops instead of just one. However, in a whole team meeting one special Sunday, she said that our store consistently was losing product. She warned us to stop giving discounts to friends, to stop giving away free cookies or snacks to friends, stuff like that. She also said that if we planned to have some of the pastries for ourselves, that we had to make sure to write it down on the store use board. And just as a side note, we were allowed a certain amount of free products depending on the hours that we worked. Now, at least during the hours that I worked at this store, I never witnessed anyone giving away any free products. And I certainly wasn't using it for myself. I mean, no one was giving any of that stuff away. That is, with the obvious exception of Steven. Steven got a bonus every time the store use board was below a certain threshold. And he would always accuse us of stealing or giving away things. In fact, he said so at the meeting. He said, this shrinkage is caused by these rookies who think that a company runs on fees. But it's a business based on cold, hard money and we're bleeding it out when we steal products or give it away. Meanwhile, I always noticed Steven giving free discounts to certain customers as well as constantly giving things away. One of those situations where it's a rule you have to follow, but it's not one that he has to follow. And another worker actually asked him about it and he actually said that managers had certain privileges. But seriously, dude, you're not a manager. You make $3 more an hour than me and you've spent your entire life here. He also resented the fact that most of us who worked in the store were college students who would eventually move on someday to something hopefully more financially profitable. Steven would do this working class hero bit where he would talk about how college people were snobs, that they didn't know how to do real work, and that they were just lazy and privileged. He also mocked me for majoring in computing as a female and accused me of just trying to get my MRS degree. And he acted like he was kidding, but honestly, he was just being really slimy. Then he would go right back to his same speech about how business people's whole day would collapse without people like him and that he's starting their day off correctly by giving them coffee. He would say stuff like, I'm as indispensable to a large corporation as a CEO. Now, meanwhile, we're all thinking, okay, calm down, Stephen. You're a shift supervisor at a suburban coffee shop and you wear an apron with your name embroidered on it. It's not like you're curing cancer, buddy. Anyways, Eliza's promotion depended on our store reducing its shrinkage. And on a date a few days from our Sunday meeting, company bigwigs would come to the store and check out how well Eliza ran things. So we were told to look sharp. The bigwigs would be in the dining room chatting with Eliza 
While the rest of us who were scheduled that day tried to look our best, Steven didn't really have any incentive to make Eliza look good because as long as he kept overall shrinkage beneath a certain number, he would get his stupid bonus. But that threshold was still too high for Eliza to get her promotion. And also, it's not like Steven would become the next manager if Eliza got promoted. The company would simply get a new manager as an outside hire. Informally, we would call Steven the assistant manager, but the company did not officially recognize him in this capacity. Now, since he was a longtime worker and worked full-time, he did get health benefits and a two-week vacation. The rest of us lowly part-timers just got a store discount and some free food or drink while working. We got paid every two weeks, but we got tips every single week. If you've never worked at a coffee shop like Seattle's Finest or anything like that, customers would throw money into a jar at the register. If they felt like being generous, the tips would be emptied out every night, and eventually at the end of the week, all the money would be parceled out to all the workers, depending on the hours that they worked. Since I only worked a few hours, my tips were small. But you know what? At least it paid for my laundry. Now, my school starts a couple of hours after the store opens, and since I wasn't burning too much energy working, I would get up nice and early every day. The store was close to my apartment after all, and I always walked there. It was the time of year where the moon was still out early in the morning, and I decided that I'd walk to the store to get my tips for that week. I approached the store from the alley entrance, but I intended to enter through the front. The store policy was that you could only enter the back way if you were scheduled to work. As usual at that hour, our daily supply truck was pulling out of the alley, and there was a huge stack of daily supplies and crates outside the back door. Stephen propped open the back door with a trash can and was carrying one crate in at a time into the store's back room. My first instinct was to try and help him out, but then I remembered that I wasn't being paid. And besides that, Stephen was a complete jerk. I was fascinated watching him as he worked, because usually he was such a lazy jerk. I was hidden just out of sight by the cars and the trees, so there was no way that he could see me. He stopped working, but there was still a crate left at the back door. It was filled with what looked to be croissants and random boxes of granola bars. In addition to coffee and pastries, our store also sold third-party nutrition bars, the kind where you can buy a box of six for like $4 at the grocery store, but we would charge you $2.99 for each one. He was talking on a cell phone, and only a minute or two later, a beat-up car pulls into the alleyway. The driver pops the trunk, and Stephen puts the crate into the car, and the car speeds off. Stephen then goes back into the store, and when I saw that, I was honestly completely shocked. At first, I tried to rationalize what I had seen. Maybe it was just a work-related thing that I didn't understand because I wasn't a shift supervisor or something like that. Maybe the person in the car was from another store, and our store was supposed to send those items to them. Either way, I decided to forget my tips for the time being and just walk back home. By the time I got there, I realized that it was most likely that Steven was just a thief. I went to school and I forgot about it for a few hours, but every now and then my memory would come back to what I saw. So the next morning I wake up and I made sure I had my cell phone ready. I waited outside really early in the morning, even before the supply truck came in. When it did come in, sure enough, Steven did the same song and dance as the day before. He left one crate outside, coordinated with his accomplice on his phone, the same car arrived, and it pulled away after Steven packed its trunk with stolen goodies. Now, I thought I was being really slick and recording the scene, but later when I reviewed what I had, it was way too dark and unclear of what was going on. And if I tried to get a closer look and try to get a better picture where there's more light, Steven would see me and my cover would be blown. So anyways, I actually worked that day because it was a Saturday, and Steven was his usual jerk self. But hearing him banter with customers, it reminded me of other pieces of other conversations that I overheard 
overheard from him over the past few weeks. Steven had a side business, or at least his wife did, and they would sell snacks outside of clubs or sporting events. I put two and two together, and I realized that if Steven even stole just one crate and sold all of its items at a massive discount, he would still make a pretty penny, and all of it would be complete profit. And he had stolen a crate two days in a row. I mean, who knew how many crates he had stolen in the past? I realized that if I told Eliza, she would not believe me, and Steven would completely deny it. So my only option was to try and catch him red-handed. The approach I had been making to the alley was simply too far away to record him without being observed. But I also saw that there was an apartment complex on the other side of the alley. If I could somehow get into that apartment complex, all I'd have to do is quietly hold my phone over the brick wall and it would be close enough to record him perfectly. And you know what? That's exactly what I did. Staking out Steven stealing became my morning ritual for a week. Out of four days, he stole a crate three times and each time I had him recorded. And I wasn't scheduled to come in until an afternoon the next week. Now, all I needed to do was show Eliza my phone and I would finally nail this jerk. Unfortunately, she wouldn't be in the store for a while either. But then it hit me. I remember that the big company meeting regarding Eliza's promotion was coming up that Monday afternoon, just a couple days later. I wasn't scheduled to work, but I knew I could talk my way into the back room with some kind of excuse, like I needed my paycheck or something like that. Our back room has a computer where we clock in and out. It's just one window on the screen, and if you click out of it, you have access to the rest of the company's functions. One thing the company always has running in the background is what we call store TV. It was basically just a series of short infomercials about how wonderful Seattle's finest coffee was, how our beans are from plantations where workers are treated humanely, how we donate to underprivileged communities, offer funding to women in STEM, and stuff like that. The file was stored as a WMV file, and the store just played it on a continuous loop. Every so often, Eliza would obtain a new set of infomercials, and we would then loop those out. Our store had one big screen mounted from the ceiling, which faced out into the store away from the registers. My plan was to upload my video of Steven stealing onto the store computer itself. I had the files, which I combined at home into one big file of three different occasions where you could clearly see his face and the face of the woman driving the car, who I'm assuming is his wife, while also showcasing how they're clearly stealing product from the store. Eliza and the big bosses were already there at the restaurant, so the sensible thing for me to do would be to just interrupt Eliza and just blatantly hold up my cell phone and show her the video. But you know what? I love a bit of drama, and Steven absolutely had this coming. So, I see Eliza with her colleagues sitting at a table near the registers, and this is also where Steven is standing with that awful grin on his face, sucking up to the people in front of him. I mean, honestly, the store really wasn't that crowded. Eliza sees me when I come in, and she then says to all of us, as if to project that she does love her staff, oh, everyone, here's our newest employee. She's going to college for computing. And after she said that, it was followed by a bunch of nods and verbal agreements, as if anyone was actually even caring about what my major was. I smile and I mouth the words that I'm just here for the tips, with Eliza saying, oh, of course, no problem. And Steven, at this point, looks like he just wants to slap me. But you know what? That's too bad. I'm going into the back room whether you like it or not. Now, our tips are placed in little baggies, labeled with the amount in our cubbies in the back room. And we have an honor system of not grabbing anyone else's tips. I grabbed my tips, which was only $11.50, so it wasn't that bad, to be completely honest. But then I go straight for the computer. I have my phone's data cable, and I plug it into the USB port of the store computer. I upload the file as planned. I then unclick the looping channel for Seattle's finest. 
finest, and I switch it to Stephen the Thief, and I set the video on continuous loop. I come out into the restaurant, and as usual, no one really cares about the TV. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And so I go to Steven and I order a hot latte. Now Steven looks like he wants to throw me through a window, but he still has that awful grin on his face, literally only because the bosses are there. But he doesn't know that just a few feet above his head, there is a continuous loop of him and his wife stealing products in the alley every morning. I had made sure to include a time and date stamp on the videos when editing. He already had some hot milk ready, and all he had to do was pull two espresso shots. So I had my drink in about 30 seconds. I pulled out my wallet, but uncharacteristically, he smiled at me and waved me off. Eliza saw me and nodded in approval. Then I sat at a table not far from where the bosses were sitting. Above Steven's head, his video was playing silently. And finally, I got the payoff that I waited for. One of the bosses said, Say, Eliza, isn't that our company video of our donations to minority scholarships? What is that? Eliza, as well as everybody else, looks at the video. And right about then, everybody's mouths were hanging open. The only person still grinning like a complete moron was Steven, standing there completely oblivious. Finally, Eliza stands up and says, Steven, can you explain what's going on here, please? Steven looks at the video and looked like he was going to run out of the room like Usain Bolt. He didn't do or say anything other than run into the back room. Seconds later, the video stopped and a few minutes later, it began playing again. And I did that because I knew Steven would try something weird. What I did was I deleted the correct video and made a duplicate of the video's I made and renamed it as if it was the store's looping channel. Everyone in the dining room was once again treated to a loop of Steven and his wife stealing an entire crate of designer granola bars and pastries repeatedly. One of the big bosses said, Eliza, let's close the store right now. Young lady, I'm sorry, but it looks like you have to go. And honestly, who was I to argue? I walked home with $11.50, but it felt like a million bucks. A couple days later, I get a call from corporate thanking me for the information about Steven and Unfortunately, they couldn't give me any details about what happened as this now had become a police matter. But as a thank you, I received $200 in store credit. Fast forward to a few days later and I come in to find neither Eliza or Steven at the restaurant. And one of my co-workers told me that she heard that Steven was arrested for theft, both he and his wife. Eliza ended up getting her promotion because it was proven that the only reason her store had moderately high shrinkage was because Steven was literally stealing from the store. However, because she was supposed to be keeping a close eye on Steven, she's being watched very carefully to ensure that she's actually a good employee. And you know what? That's fair. She wasn't a thief, but she should have been keeping a closer eye on her store. I mean, if she's going to get a full-time salary, but only show up for a few hours, that in my opinion is so unacceptable. As for me, the new manager got me my final check because I quit. I went and applied for a job on campus at my school's off-brand coffee shop. It was basically the same job, 
a few jerks here or there, but I did end up making a dollar more an hour as a result. As time went on, I graduated school. I did eventually learn that Steven was not only stealing product, but also he was embezzling tips and tampering with the time clock to reduce people's hours and give himself more. Steven ended up going to jail for six years, but his wife got a suspended sentence because they had two children under the age of 13. Now, I learned this because the company I work for actually did tech service for Seattle's finest corporate office, which is exactly where Eliza works now. She remembered me, and over the finest coffee in all of Seattle, she told me the whole story of how Steven was eventually taken down. Wow, that is awesome. First off, let's double down about something. This Steven guy was a complete creep. He was basically saying, if you spend time with me on a date, I'll give you more hours. That is so sketchy and so messed up. So it honestly doesn't surprise me that this guy was not only stealing products, but also embezzling tips and tampering time clocks to give himself more hours. Like seriously, what was this guy thinking? I mean, this guy probably stole like thousands of dollars worth of product. There's no way this was the first time he ever did this. And on top of that, he had the audacity to try and blame you and your co-workers. Like, I'm sorry, why would the part-time employee have any time to try and steal from the store? And if there really is some kind of shrinkage in sales, you're not going to find that in taking like the occasional donut outside the display. Like seriously, come on, that's so ridiculous. So honestly, good for the original poster for taking this guy down because this guy was a complete jerk and he absolutely deserved to get taken down. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, check out the playlist at the top of the description. And if you want some vibey music to put on in the background, check out Easy Mode. If you like Am I the Jerk, check out Am I the Genius. Everything will be linked in the description.